This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. And all this month we're talking about Christmas cheer. You know, we've talked last week about when the Bible talks about cheer, the word that's translated there, it means courage, confidence, and comfort. And we're talking about uh, having Christmas cheer, people telling you to have Christmas cheer. And so today, uh, our second part in this series, we're going to be talking about cheering up, cheer up. You've heard, had people tell you to cheer up. Well, I'm going to tell you to cheer up, but we're going to show you how to cheer up. Uh, from the scriptures. You know, for many Christians, Christmas is not the most wonderful time of the year. You know that Christmas song we hear it a lot, you know, uh, it's one of my favorites too, but for a lot of people, it's not the most wonderful time of the year. They're facing heartache, they're facing financial stress, maybe separation from those they love, maybe lost someone this year. So, you know, how can I say to you, you know, cheer up, but, you know, I want to present to you today something that God has provided for us, a way to be of good cheer. By that, I mean good courage, confidence, and comfort, even in our time of trouble. Now, I want to read again John 16, 33 from the Amplified, Jesus' words. He said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation. That's a fact and trials and distress and frustration. Boy, we've had some of that this year. But be of good cheer. Now, what does he mean by that? Amplified goes on to tell us, take courage, be confident, confident, be certain and undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. So this is the reason I can say to you, just as Jesus said, despite your trouble, despite your difficulties, despite the stress and whatever may be going on in your life, he says, cheer up. And so that's what we want to talk to you today about and and just expand on what Jesus is saying here for us to be of good cheer, to cheer up today. You know, and the first thing that's necessary for us to cheer up, and, and this is a big thing, is to get control of our thinking. You know, uh, you know, our thinking is reflected in our attitudes and in our words. You know, the Israelites uh, led by, uh, that came out of Egypt by the hand of Moses and, and by the power of God, you know, they were what I call perpetual complainers. You ever been around a perpetual complainer? I mean, every time you see them, you already know the litany of complaints and, and, and the, uh, the self-pity and all those things that are going to be going on. The, you know, they complained about their journey. They complained about the food. They complained about Moses' leadership. They complained and whined about everything. So, you know, it, and, and I think it's interesting, just a side note on this with the Israelites, I don't recall reading one time and studying this where it ever said they were thankful. And that is the point I'm bringing up here. The first thing we have to do to get our trouble 
our, our, our cheer up is to control our thinking. And what we need to do that is stop being a perpetual complainer. Stop expressing constantly our dissatisfaction with our life or our, our pain or disappointments our, and our problems. It only magnifies them in our minds. It only makes them seem that much bigger. You know, the more you talk about them, the bigger they get. You know, in Numbers 13 over there, uh, uh, the Israelites, you know, the, the spies had gone in. They came back, you know, and, and Joshua and Caleb said, hey, we're well able to go in. The Lord will give us the land. But the other spies, they said, nope. The other ten said, uh, you know, uh, the land is good. Yes, yeah, good, okay. But we saw the giants in that land and, you know, and uh, the walled cities and uh, we just can't do it. We're like grasshoppers. And the more they talked about it and the worse it got. And, and pretty soon, if you read in uh, Numbers 14, it says that the word had spread throughout uh, the whole camp. I mean, one and a half to two million people. I mean, you, the original social media, <laughs> they, 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 their gripes, their complaints, their fears, their doubts, it spread like wildfire through the whole camp. And of course, you know the story. They were not able to go in. Complaining creates a wrong focus, which only strengthens our fears and doubts. Jesus said this. He said, out of the abundance of your heart, we will bring forth either good things or bad things in Luke 6, 45. So here's the thing. You, you complain, you complain, you complain all the time. That's what you do. You whine and you complain. And all it does is magnify things. And all you're doing is programming your heart to keep you in that place. And so stop, I say this, stop consorting with your trouble and focus on God. That's where we need to do. We need to begin to focus on what God has said instead of, you know, uh, looking at our fears and our doubts. So stop consorting with your trouble and focus on God. Speak God's words, which produce the fruit of cheer, which are courage, confidence, and comfort. Because remember, Jesus said this, and he made it very clear in Mark eleven twenty three. 23. He said, whosoever will, shall say and shall not doubt in their hearts, but shall believe that those things which they say shall come to pass, they will have whatsoever they say. So I would ask you this, do you want to get what you're saying, or do you want to keep what you're saying? If you don't, then I encourage you to take the advice and the wisdom of Jesus in Mark eleven twenty three and change what you're saying. Change what you're saying. It creates the wrong focus. I know you may be going through a difficult time. Jesus said in the midst of our trouble, frustrations, difficulties, and trials, he said you can still be of good cheer. You can be of good courage. You can, be of, you can still have confidence about your future. You can still have comfort even in the midst of the storm. You know, in uh, Acts 27, over there in that chapter, Paul is on his way to Rome to appear before Caesar. And, and they get caught up in this storm. You know the story probably. And, you know, it, it goes on for days and days and days. They don't see the sun. It's just the wind is blowing and howling. And the wind is lashing. And the waves are crashing. And, and they're concerned that the, the ship's going to capsize or just be torn apart. They throw across all the cargo and throw it all out. And they do all that stuff. And, you know, after that, it says that, that Paul stood up in their midst and he said, he said, uh, men, uh, he said, the word, uh, angel of the Lord stood before me tonight and said, that, said not to be afraid that, that, uh, that not one life will be, le- uh, will be lost, but everyone will be saved. And that, you know, they're going to be marooned on a, an island, but everybody would be saved. And then he went on right after that and he said, therefore, be of good cheer. Be of good courage. Here's the thing. 
in the midst of the storm that may be rocking your life and your boat, you know, what word have you got from God? We have a word from the Scriptures that is more sure than a word from an angel, if an angel appeared to you. God's word, he said, he said, my word will not return void. It will always accomplish what it's set forth to do. So I'd encourage you, speak the word of God. Speak God's word in the midst of your trouble and your trial. That's how we navigate our trouble with cheer. We begin to speak God's word. And one of the best ways that I have found to break the complaining habit is to cultivate a thankful habit, a thankful heart and mind. Being thankful for all that God has done and for all we're trusting Him to do. You know, even when things are really bad, not everything's bad. I mean, you know, God's still on the throne. His Word is still true. The power of the Holy Spirit is still available for you. God still loves you. God will make a way for you to escape. There's Not everything is all bad, so you need to cultivate a, a heart and a habit of being thankful. You know, this will create a heart condition of good cheer. Courage begins to arise when we recall God's goodness, God's grace, and God's power in our life. You know, in, in uh, Philemon 1.6, he said that we're, we can, we're encouraged as we acknowledge every good thing in our lives from God. What has God provided in Christ Jesus? Remember, Jesus said one of the reasons he encouraged us to have good cheer, he said, I've overcome the world for you. It cannot harm you. It cannot overcome you. You know, we need to understand that, that what God has said, it is the bedrock for my faith. And I need to begin to be thankful. I'm thankful that I'm saved. I'm thankful that my sins are forgiven. I'm thankful that I'm a child of God. I'm thankful that I'm on my way to heaven. I'm thankful that God has said He will never leave me nor forsake me. Therefore, I can boldly say the Lord is my helper. I'm thankful when I remember that greater is He that's in me than he that's in the world. You find something that you can begin to be thankful for. And recall past victories. Recall past victories. You remember David when he was facing Goliath? That's what he did. He, he was talking to Saul, King Saul, and he said, listen. He said, a lion and a bear came uh, against the herd I was watching, but the Lord delivered them into my hand. And he said, this uncircumcised giant will also be delivered into my hand. Listen, recall the victories. <clears throat> recall the times when God has come through for you, when He's delivered you, when He's, He's healed your body, when He's provided for you, when His peace has kept you. <clears throat> Pardon me. Don't, don't allow a spirit of, of self-pity, a spirit of complaining, of always seeing the glass half empty get, be, be what uh, controls your thinking and your words that come out of your mouth. You know, in Colossians 3.15, I want to turn over there and read that. Paul is encouraging the Christians at Colossae, he said, to, to be thankful. In Colossians 3, in verse 15, he said, And let the peace, the soul harmony which comes from Christ, rule or act as an umpire in your hearts. He said, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind. And that peaceful state to which, as members of Christ's one body, we are also called to live. Now, here's where I wanted to get. And be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. Listen, when you're tempted 
because of your circumstances, because of the things that have happened, when you're tempted to feel sorry for yourself, to complain, and just, you know, to be in discouragement to come over you like a, like a blanket. Listen, that's the time to get your praise on. That's the time to begin to be thankful to God. That's the kind, time to recall how God has delivered you and helped you in times past. And you can be certain that He will also help you in your present trouble. We're talking about cheering up. How do we cheer up? How do we get our courage and our confidence and our comfort level up, even in the midst of a storm? How do we navigate the storms and the tests and the trials of life? We do that with cheer. We be thankful. And you know, as you're thankful, what it does is it gets your, your mind and your thoughts off of your trouble and off of your problems, and it gets them focused on God, focused on His goodness, focused on His love, focused on His faithfulness. That is where our focus has to be. You know, we need to be thankful, remembering God's goodness. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, the apostle writes, he said, he said, in everything, give thanks. Listen, in everything. He didn't say for everything. We're not thankful that, you know, that, that the trouble has come. We're not thankful for the trouble. But in the trouble, he said, learn to be thankful. Be thankful to God that God is your source, that God is your deliverer, that God is full of mercy, that God is full of grace, that He will keep His Word and He will bring you through and bring you out of every test, every trial, every trouble. He will heal the brokenhearted. He is a very present help for you. So one of the best ways to cheer yourself up is to begin to give thanks to God. You remember Paul and Silas, the story there in Acts 16. They were beaten and put into the prison. Remember that story? And it says at midnight, the prisoners heard uh, Paul and Silas. They were singing and giving praise to God. Listen, in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your difficulties, when it feels like you're in prison, listen, lift your voice and begin to give thanks to God. Begin to sing unto God. Begin to declare His goodness. Begin to declare His power. And you know what happened with Paul and Silas. It says that the place where they were locked up, it began to shake. The chains fell out. The prison doors sprung open. And you know, there was a great revival. The, 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 the keeper of the prison, he and his whole family were saved that night. Paul and Silas were delivered. Listen, encourage yourself. This is how we navigate through the difficulties and, and, and the hard times in life which come to all of us. And you know, just like Paul and them, you know, as they begin to praise God and give thanks to God, it, you know, their trouble was turned into triumph. And they went from the, the, in the biggest trouble, imprisoned and chained, to a triumph of being set free and seeing the salvation of God for a whole household. And you know, if you will learn to navigate your trouble, your trials, your difficulties by, by developing that habit of thankfulness, that habit of praise and thanksgiving to God, it will focus, it will absolutely focus your mind and thoughts on the Lord God. And all of a sudden, you begin to look at uh, things, not at the things which are seen, but at the unseen, the eternal God, His goodness, His power, His greatness. And just like Paul and Silas, your troubles can be turned into triumph. Absolutely, I believe that with all my heart. And you know, also, as we are thankful in everything, not for everything, but in everything, you know, it keeps our hearts from developing a complaining spirit and attitude. 
I want to look over here at Hebrews. <clears throat> We're going to look in chapter 13 there. Let me get over there. Hebrews 13. And I want us to read verse 15. I'm going to read it from the Amplified, but you can read along there. Through Him, talking about Jesus, therefore let us constantly and at all times, even in, and especially I would add this in difficult times, but at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. You know, we are a royal priesthood and we have sacrifices to offer up to. And it is the sacrifice of praise. We lift our hands. We lift our voice. And even in the midst of our prison house, it seems, and our trouble and our heartache, we begin to offer up a sacrifice of praise. Not because you feel like it, but because you know who God is. Because you believe in His goodness and His power and His faithfulness. You begin to offer up a sacrifice of praise, which is what? The fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify His name. Wow. Philippians 2, Paul says that, that Jesus' name has been elevated in authority and in power over every other name. And that at His name, every other thing that has a name must bow its knee. Your test, your trials, your heartache, your discouragement, anything that can be named. He said, if you will begin to... Offer up a sacrifice of praise, which is what? The fruit of your lips. In other words, you're saying something. You're expressing something. The fruit of your lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify His name. The power in that name. The salvation in that name. The healing that's in that name. The deliverance that's in that name. The hope for a future that's in that name. All that is in, he said, you just begin to offer up a sacrifice of praise. You begin to thank God. We're talking about cheering ourselves up. How do we, we cheer up? You know, you've heard the expression man up, you know, where they talk about, you know, dealing with things in a strong and manly way. Well, I would encourage all of us, men and women, to cheer up. That is, get our courage level up. Get our confidence level up. Get our comfort level up as we acknowledge every good thing in our lives, every good thing that is in Christ Jesus, everything that God has provided for us, a sacrifice of praise, lift up your voice and begin to declare the goodness of God in your life. What a wonderful thing it is. What a wonderful thing that is. You know, as we do this, the Bible says in Psalms, it says that God inhabits the praises of his people. You know, uh, man, I've, been, I've had to battle discouragement and disappointments and all the things that you're facing, I've faced too. You know, and I've found out this, you know, that, that discouragement wants to build a habitation too. And you know how it does it? The same way through our words. We begin to complain. We may begin to gripe. We begin to feel sorry for ourselves. We begin to express all these things that are wrong in my life. And all of a sudden, I mean, we just have built a habitation for discouragement and doubt and fear to just camp there with us. But, you know, if we'll begin to worship God, if we'll begin to give thanks to His name and acknowledge Him, you know what He says? God will come in the midst, just like Paul and Silas and Pray, He comes in the midst of our situation, and He will inhabit our praises, the presence of God will come down and give you courage and strengthen you and build you up. In Psalm 46, 1, the, the writer here, David, is speaking in this particular psalm. Psalm 46, 1. Listen to this. He said, God is our refuge 
and strength, mighty and impenetrable to temptation, a very present and well-proved help in trouble. Listen, he is our refuge and strength, and and he is impenetrable. He is mighty. Listen, build a habitation for God in the midst of your difficulties. Let the fruit of your lips offer up praise to his name. Begin to bless him. Begin to thank him. Begin to remember all of his goodness. Take shelter in your God, in His presence and in His Word. Because when we're conscious of His presence, uh, you know, uh, our minds are filled with His Word. It's going to build courage, knowing that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That He is a very present help in our time of trouble. And that He is full of mercy and grace. And all that we need is found in Him. You have to do this. And you know... Uh, we're talking about cheering ourselves up. And we're talking about, you know, uh, 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 navigating uh, through the difficulties and the trials of life. And we're doing that by what? By keeping our cheer up. We're cheering ourselves up. And so after we take shelter in God, His presence, in His Word, through thanksgiving and praise, you know, here's uh, the last point I want to make before we close. And that is this. You must learn to be your own cheerleader. You know, uh, let me just say this before I amplify on that. You know, uh, all of us who are believers, if you're listening to this, or even if you, maybe if you're not a Christian, you come across this, you know, speak words that encourage people. You know, be, be cheerleaders for other people's lives. You know, encourage them. Give them hope. You know, speak good things over their life. Encourage them with your words and, and, and with your attitude. And, you know, uh, but especially, even if you don't have someone to encourage you, you know what? You can be your own cheerleader. You can absolutely. In First Samuel 30, in, in verse 6, David had just come back. He'd been out, uh, you know, defeating the armies of enemies of Israel. He comes back to his own camp, and there he finds that while he was gone uh, fighting the Lord's battles, uh, and another enemy had come in, had taken everything, taken his family, his wife, his kids, all that he owned, not only his, but all those who were with him. And it says they were so discouraged that they sat down, these mighty men of valor, they sat down and cried, it said, until they had no more tears to cry. Now that's a lot of crying. And it said that the men spoke of stoning David right there. But it said that in the midst of that, you know, David could have very well, you know, he could have just felt, you know, Sorry for himself and just, you know, complain to the Lord. Lord, you know, I was doing what you told me to do. And, you know, I'm trying to serve you. And this is what's happened. And I don't know why. And why did this happen to me? But instead, you know what it says there? It says David encouraged himself in the Lord. In other words, he cheered himself up. He became his own cheerleader. He, you know, he began to remember what God had done. I'm sure he began to recall the past victories that God had given. He began to recall the goodness of God and the blessing of God and the, the power of God. It says he cheered himself up. Wow. He encouraged himself. And so you know what? That's exactly what we have to do. We have to become our own cheerleader. Recall past victories, like I've said before. Remember His Word that He's spoken to you. Oh, not only a word that He may have given you in a prayer time, but I'm telling you, right here in the Bible, right here, God's Word for you is for you. By doing this, you know what you're going to do? You're going to cheer yourself up. You're going to build up your courage. You're going to restore your confidence. And you're going to walk in comfort, even in the midst of your difficulty and your trouble and your trials. Wow. So, you know, this is God's direction for us. 
It is always up and never down. That's how I know that discouragement, it's a downer. That's not God's. Depression is a downer. That's not from God. God's always about up. He's always about lifting us up. His encouragement always lifts us up. To edify, the Bible says, means to build up. This is what God is wanting us to do. To move in a direction that is up and not down. And you know what? You can turn your triumph or your tragedy. You can turn your tragedy and your troubles into triumph. It's absolutely true. You know, this Christmas season, I want to encourage you, you know, cheer yourself up. Your circumstances may be difficult. I'm not belittling that. You know, but right now you can begin your deliverance by remembering who God is and beginning to express gratitude for Him. You focus on Him. You focus on His goodness. And you will definitely see your trouble turn into triumph. I want to pray for you right now. Maybe you're facing a very, very difficult situation, and it's not, doesn't seem, and it's not the most wonderful time of the year. But listen, you can turn it around just by changing your thinking and by changing the words that come out of your mouth. Father, right now, those who are listening that are going through difficult times right now, Father, I pray and I speak words of encouragement. Strengthen them by your spirit of might and power in the inner man. Help them to grab hold of the truth, O oh God, that I've shared today. That they can take your word and put it in their heart and put it in their mind and put it in their mouth and offer up a sacrifice of praise with thanksgiving to cultivate an attitude of thankfulness and thanksgiving and see their troubles begin to, to turn into triumph, that they can encourage themselves, they can build their confidence, and they can have your comfort, the presence of your Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope you will encourage yourself in the Lord. I hope you will take to heart this simple message and begin to apply it. And we, I just stand in agreement with you. There on your screen, you can see uh, the different ways uh, that you can give. You can give online. You can give by texting. You can give using your credit card. And I want to thank you, especially in this Christmas season, for your generosity. It's helping us to reach out and to continue to, to help those who, who need uh, food, who need clothing, uh, as well as the gospel message uh, will be preached to them, not only here in the River Region, but in many parts of the world. Your giving is making a difference. And I want to thank you for that. God bless you, and I'll see you next week right here at Passion Church Online. There we go again. Yeah, but this one will be online. He'll be live, and this will be online. <laughs> so it's a twofer this week. And I will see you next Wednesday at 3.30. Okay, I'm going to put that in my change that right now otherwise Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. 
For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.